<laughs> Sorry, welcome to, the, welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Uh, uh, Pastor Corey, good to be back with you. I apologize as I started in, my stomach made a growling noise and it oh. just, just kind of threw me off, threw me off my game. I, I thought I had something on my face no, or no, something. It was all me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You, awkward your bodily <laughs> well anyway good to be back with you on the podcast and it is a uh, holy week uh in the, in the life of the church and uh, which is an important uh it's an important time um as we as we lead up to resurrection sunday and uh one of um, that being said, I guess I will turn it over to you to say whatever it is you want to say about it before we, uh, and then, and then we'll just see how the conversation goes. So, okay. Yeah. So, you know, we have this Holy weekend coming up, uh, good Friday, uh, Holy Saturday and resurrection Sunday, or sometimes called Easter. Uh, and we want to talk about how all of those are important Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And um, how death is important and death is really connected to Friday and Saturday, but that there is a God's hopeful plan is working through all three of these days. And uh, yeah, so I want to bring them, bring them up one by one and tie them together and talk about them with you, Tim and folks out there. I'd love your questions. If there's one of these um, Christian days of the year, Good Friday, that you've had a question about, let us know, or come to the Good Friday service. If you're watching this in time, it's 7.30 on Good Friday night uh, in the sanctuary, um, a service of darkness, our tenebrae service, where we hear the seven final sayings of Christ from the cross. We don't have a Holy Saturday service. Some folks have Easter vigil services. We, we don't, uh, but we do have an Easter uh, sunrise service Sunday morning, 615 up at the cemetery, uh, intentionally at a place of death in order to be hopeful about the resurrection as we proclaim that uh, Christ was risen from the, the grave. Uh, and then we have our normal worship services, 9, 11 a.m. online and in person. Uh, so join us however you can. And don't worry about having a seat. We have plenty of seats and we can we can uh, make a space for you. You know, so we need to be real about death, Tim. I had a fun experience. Uh, I haven't uh, subbed on the preschool bus in a while, and I, I, I cut my teeth in bus driving on the preschool bus, you know, so I have a lot of old preschool stories, but I don't have a lot of new preschool stories. And so I was, I don't know, I get into a banter with the kids in the back, and you know, I'm trying to focus on driving, but then they kind of have their own conversation. And they started asking me questions about, do you know my dad? Do you know my mom? Yeah, yeah. And I, what's your dad's name? Bus driver, Corey, and all this stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I, at one point I said, I think I'm older than all your parents. Whoa, you know, uh, and, and then a few minutes later, um, a kid shouts from the back and says, bus driver, Corey, I think my grandma's older than you. I said, oh yeah. And he said, yeah, cause she's dead. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. 
that's a true story, Tim. That just happened today. I, I believe I think that. she's older than you. She's dead. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I just matter of factly. I mean, I don't know which kid it was even because a lot of their voices sound the same. So I don't know who it was. And if anyone's grieving out there, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, the, the, the good news of Jesus Christ is that he does confront the reality of death mm. um, and he takes the sting of death and we're no longer captives to death. But in order to do that, he had to truly, truly die. Um, and he, he died in, in, a, in a torturous way, uh, essentially drowning in air, unable to breathe, uh, you know, as, as gravity and the, his own body weight worked against his own diaphragm. The, own, the way that he, as God, had created uh, human beings to breathe, also those same humans had created a way to kill people uh, and not being able to breathe is how you die on the cross. You don't die from bleeding to death you die from not being able to breathe and and maybe coronary failure along with that but um here is the the son of god as john has called them you know the lagos the word uh the one who has always existed the one who through whom all things have been created and he has come into creation and because we invited death into God's created world through sin and through our rebellion to God, God had decided to come in and defeat sin. And the only way to do that was to take that, to take the power of death, the nature of death upon himself and defeat it and defeat it by dying. Um, and this is kind of one of these bewildering, well, how does that work? You know, we don't know how all of that works, but we are given the story, and it's a beautiful story of God um, robbing the power of the grave, but not just, you know, in some sentimental way, it's in a selfless way, uh, giving, giving his very self for us. And so God is very real about death and um, encountered and experienced uh, physical death, but also the spiritual consequences of death, uh, you know, dying a sinner's death, though he wasn't a sinner. Um, and there's part of that we don't understand, too, of what it means to bear our sin and shame uh, on the cross. But we believe that Jesus Christ did that. And, you know, as he's crying out, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, something very real is is happening to him, not just physically, but spiritually. Uh, and, and we may not be able to understand it or explain it fully, but we know that he is bearing our, our sin and our shame and the punishment that goes along with that, taking it upon himself. Um, so Good Friday must not be ignored. I know there are some Christians who don't like the blood songs in Christianity or they don't like um, to talk about the cross or to talk about the redemptive suffering of God. And there's some there's some troubling theological things when you start to wade into those waters. But what I like to remember is that it's about the love of God. It's a, a good and loving God doing what we could not do and bearing what he didn't want us to bear so that we could uh, be made new and alive. Um, so it's really a love, a love story, the ultimate love story of God's love for us, right? Uh, when you think of Good Friday, Tim, I know there's a zillion things to think about. Is there, 
is there one aspect of the crucifixion or what led up to it on Good Friday that either in the past you've dwelt on or maybe this year is coming to mind? Or... <laughs> oh, I love when you ask me these kinds of questions. Uh... <laughs> I, you should be, you knew we were going to talk about it. You always chuckle like, where did this come from? I don't, I don't know. Um, no, I, well, uh, one thing, um, well, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to limit it to Good Friday. So one of the things that actually struck me just as you were talking. Uh, just was, pause, Tim. If you don't want to limit it to Good Friday, you can extend. Well, I don't, I don't want to go, I don't want to move on so you're ready to move on. So I, I want you to do Holy Saturday anyway, so, you know. <laughs> but we started this um, season with Ash Wednesday. Um, where we remember uh, our mortality um, and we confront our own death and, and the death around us. And here we are on, on Good Friday, or, you know, coming up here in a, in a day. Um, and death is a, it's again, a, a central uh, theme of the, se of the season. And so it's been something we've kind of been, I think, or were intended to wrestle with through all of Lent um, as we come to this, this point or this kind of culmination on, on Good Friday. And um, I don't know that it's any easier at the end than it was at the beginning. Because like you said, it's not... a it's not fun to think about. It's not, um, and when you really think about what uh, Jesus suffered on the cross, and for me, it became very real and understanding because I'm a visual person. One time, when I in, in a movie uh, that was the Passion of the Christ um, film that was done, um, which I saw once, and then I was like, I don't ever want to watch that again. Um, and it wasn't even real, you know, as a movie, but to think that what happened to Jesus was, was real and, and that he suffered in the way portrayed in the movie was very overwhelming for me. And as I think about that, and you really keyed in on this, as you were talking, it's not, it's not the blood and the, that you want to focus on, on Good Friday, but um, the love of God, uh, the deep love of God and what he went through uh, for us so that we could um, be in relationship with him and be united with him. Um, and that is, as for me, that is something that has become or, or is becoming uh, more overwhelming in my own life as I consider um, Holy, Holy week, um, each year is what does the love of God look like? And, um, we sing about it even, uh, tonight on our Monday, Thursday service, we're going to sing about the love of God. Um, we're going to talk about the institution of the Lord's supper and tomorrow is the, you know, good Friday. And there are all these little instances, uh, that show us, uh, the love of God. And so that's one of the things that I've been, I guess, just kind of growing in over the last few years is really seeing what happened 
as an expression of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some have brought up, you know, accused Christianity of being based in child abuse that the father sent the son to the cross. But when you look at the story, honestly, it's about God. Jesus is God choosing freely to come to earth to, to suffer and die, knowing, knowing fully what would happen to him. And that is just simply a story of love. I mean, knowing uh, that God could choose to avoid that, but um, God didn't want to. Um, God wanted to change our nature. God wanted to defeat our enemies of sin, death, and evil. And, um, you know, it was these, these things are real, so they couldn't just be waved away by, you know, people say, well, why couldn't God just, you know, make it, make it not happen? And I mean, because this is real. Uh, our choices are real. Their effects and impacts are real. And so he had to bear that. And his suffering was therefore real. But also his victory is real um, over death. So, um, you know, um, I've heard one cynic say, why should I believe in Christianity? All God did was come to earth and have one really bad weekend you ever heard that argument I, i've heard you mention that before Nobody yeah, yeah. Ever brought that personally to me okay and you know that is a great misunderstanding if anybody has ever heard that from a family member or friend it's been popularized like really should we have allegiance to a god because he comes and put on puts on this demonstration of love they make it sound like you know for one weekend and i, I think what we need to understand is that it wasn't just one weekend. It was an eternal decision. Maybe eternal is the wrong word, but a, an age or ancient, age old or ancient decision of God to do this and to be intertwined with uh, the created reality, to care. And God was prophesying for hundreds of years before and planning this. Uh, God was all in. This was not uh, just a bad uh, weekend. And in fact, we don't even know what it means for an eternal being to subjugate themselves to uh, the created nature um, for someone, for an eternal being that is, you know, able to, to dance on the stars, so to speak, or, or far, far greater things than that, that we just can't imagine, and then become, you know, a tiny little fetus inside a mom, you know, um, to really become fully human, uh, live a human life, and then to die a human death. Um, we can belittle that, and some people do, but I think as Christians, we should ponder that. Ponder not just the, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday reality of Jesus Christ, but that, that suffering at the cross was a culmination of God laying himself down for us as a servant, God, which you're going to highlight tonight on Monday, Thursday, that, that this happened because this is who God is. God is a serving God. Um, and that, that, that ties right into uh, Saturday that I think though Saturday is the quiet day. Jesus's body is in the tomb. Um, I, I think Saturday is all tied together. It's it's in between the, the cross and the resurrection, right? Um, it, um, you know, it, it, it's an important day to contemplate the reality of what Jesus did. He was really and truly dead and really and truly fighting some kind of battle against death um, that we don't quite understand. And I know you have some thoughts about 
what, what we call Holy Saturday now. And you, you've written in our, our, our uh, newsletter that's about to come out, folks, um, uh, April newsletter, about that a bit. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts about that that you want to share with folks? Sure. Well, I've always felt a little strange about Saturday, uh, at least since I came here to Palouse and experienced a Good Friday service uh, the way that you, you lead it. Um, Good Friday services, it had not really been a part of my um, part of my faith tradition growing up. And uh, I've been to just just a couple uh, before I came here. And at the end of the service, when you're, you've, you're left in darkness and um, we kind of have the door of death slammed shut and it leaves you, leaves me feeling uneasy and um, sad and um, overwhelmed. And, and then typically on Saturday, uh, you, people go about, you know, Easter stuff, you know, uh, Easter egg hunts in the community and, and all this different stuff before the resurrection. And so there's this, like, well, what do you, how do you go from the intensity of the Good Friday service <laughs> into Resurrection Sunday? And there's like, no, how do you transition? And so that's been one of the things I've been thinking about uh, this year. And um I was reading somewhere and it was pointed out that um, uh, on Holy Saturday in the scriptures, there, there's only one account of any anything going on. And it's uh, from Matthew's Gospels and the, the Pharisees go to Pilate and they they want to uh, set a guard at the tomb and seal the tomb to make sure that nobody steals the body of Jesus so that uh, they might continue to perpetuate this uh, narrative that uh, a false narrative that Jesus was peddling is what they thought about the being the son of God and being 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 God and so this as I was reading that story I was like oh that's so funny here they are they think that they can they can stop God with a rock a seal and some guards um and then we, because we're on the other side of that, we know what happens on Resurrection Sunday, and we know. Oh, excuse me, I got to turn my alarm off. Um, we we <laughs> we know that God is more powerful than than the Pharisees were, than the Roman guards were, um, and you know, as as I think about Holy Saturday, I guess those are kind of some of the thoughts that are rolling around in my mind as I think about, well, the Pharisees thought that they could stop God, essentially, but uh, Resurrection Sunday proves that they couldn't do anything. Uh, they had no power over death, over God, over anything. And so we kind of get to live in this, this day between um, with the, the pain and the agony of, of, of Good, Good Friday and, and this uh, maybe wondering, you know, well, what's going to happen next, but we know what happens next. So we also have in the midst of that grief and that uh, sadness that we have, we also have the hope of, of the power of God and, and the resurrection. And we know that he, he comes back to life and he conquers 
uh, conquer sin for us. And, and so I, I don't know if I'm explaining it very well right now, but those are like some of the things I've just been thinking about is like, uh, and what, you know, God is powerful and, and God yeah. is greater than, uh, he's greater than the cross. He's greater than the grave. He's greater than the authorities uh, that were put in place, um, religious authorities and the, and the political authorities of the time. He surprised the heck out of everybody and just uh, did what he, he did what he said he would do, but what nobody expected. Uh, right. And yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. The, you know, we're the Saturday scenario or the Saturday attitude, if we want to call it that. So on Saturday, if we, if we just leave it there, we're wondering, you know, what's going to happen to me for one of the disciples, male or female, are the, are the powers of uh, this world going to win is, you know, the empty religion going to win. And I think we too, as Christians who know the full story, we can live with a Saturday attitude. Um, though we are to be people of Sunday, we're to be people of the resurrection who, though we have difficult things uh, that still happen to us, maybe not as difficult as the cross, obviously, but, uh, you know, we should not stay in the Saturday attitude um, of not knowing um, and, uh, you know, of is God going to conquer the grave? And I don't think a lot of them were even asking that question, right? Because they were clueless. But, but I think a lot of us are sometimes asking, uh, what's the point? Or is this worth it? Or I'm going through a hard time? Or will I see my loved ones again? And we get, you know, the world just kind of tricks us and the evil one wants us to stay in that place of not living um, in the in the truth of the resurrection, the, the power of the resurrection. And the truth is that the, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives with us when we believe in Jesus. Now, uh, that means each and every day of our life, we have access to, to the most powerful spirit of God. You're talking about power. I mean, we have access to that same power. And I'm not trying to have some kind of weird, you know, power ministry or something, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, don't think of yourself as powerless. Don't think that the powers of this world are going to win. Don't think that all the bad stuff that happens in this world is the end of the story. God is in control of the end of the story. And if you are one of his children, he is in control of the end of your story. And even when biological death comes to take you, your story is not over because of Jesus Christ's victory over the grave. And um, this is this is just amazingly good news startling good news and you know it one thing i like to tell christians and this is why we repeat it every year this is why we believe in the calendars we can get so used to these events and can make them holidays and stuff like you were talking about you know that we aren't startled anymore or really just amazed at how good our god is and how how good it is what he has done for us and and that we should worship him and glorify him and we should always be amazed at what God has done for us. And so the holidays are not to become idols in themselves, but they're, they're to be ways that we look at God again and say, oh, how could I have forgotten yet again how great you are and how great your love is for us? So I just pray that folks would have that experience again in some way that, that reliving the stories, hearing the words again, um, hearing the words of the cross, hearing the resurrection stories again, pondering on Saturday what Jesus Christ has done for us, 
that they would be amazed at the goodness of God and, and just praise his name. And that's all I have to say, Tim. Um, he's a good God. Amen. Amen. Cool. And that's not my sermon, folks. I got lots more where, where that came from. But <laughs> but you'll have to come on Sunday for that. So. <laughs> yeah. Or tune in. Or tune on in. 107.5 or YouTube I don't know. Or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. All the different ways. <laughs> so cool. Well, it's been great uh, talking with you about the Easter triidium, I think they call it, to use a fancy word. It's kind of a funny word, but. Uh, the three days, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday, as we like to call it here. Um, so, and we'd love to have you join us uh, for any of our Holy Week activities that are yet to come. Uh, Pastor Corey is signaling that he has something to say, so I'm going to turn it back over. One quick thing, if anybody wants, if they're stuck on the, the cross, if anybody wants a great thick book to read about the crucifixion, maybe you just want to think of it, The Crucifixion by Fleming Rutledge. Uh, uh, you can get it on Kindle, you can get a paper version, expensive in paper. Don't get it on. Uh, whoa, wow, <laughs> don't, don't get it on audio because uh, you'll want to take notes. Um, just the one of the best books I've ever written, read, read. Sorry, who knew Chris Fleming Rutledge right here with us? So, uh, no, I read it, I didn't write it. I just can't speak. Yeah. Okay. Or okay. handle yeah, your pipes. So we better we better sign off before you break something in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios in the Rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington. Wishing you a blessed Holy Week, and we'll see you next time. God bless you all. All right. Have a good bus route.